NPR's Top Pros Talk, Bipartisan Approach to Public Affairs, featuring Lindsay Singleton, Managing Director and Head of the Social Impact Communications Practice at Rock Solutions. And here's your host, Doug Simon. Lindsay, there's so much dominating talk of how partisan things have gotten, but at Rock Solutions, you're actually going against the grain by thinking that there can be a bipartisan approach to public affairs for brands. What's behind that thinking? Well, um, I think that's a great question. Um, And yes, it does feel in daily life like things are so polarized, but if you really look back historically, most of the progress that has been made in our country has been done by bipartisan coalitions. So senators or members of Congress who are reaching across the aisle in order to move forward on an agenda that is for the American people. And so our approach to public affairs really kind of takes that by the handle. And we work towards making those coalitions a reality again through developing messaging that brings people together, whether it's consumers, whether it's voters, or whether it's people, uh, members of Congress and policymakers themselves, because at the end of the day, we truly believe that that's how work gets done in this city and in this country. So I guess right now it's President Biden and you guys who think we can move forward in a bipartisan way. I can see the logic and appeal of that to brands who are now forced to being out there with what they believe in and what they're about. A bipartisan message is obviously a stronger and safer place to be. But how are you trying to move that forward for your clients? How do you find the common ground? Yeah, so I would uh, say that it's President Biden, Rock Solutions, and then quite actually a few others who still believe in bipartisanship. And those are often our audiences, although we try to reach as many individuals um, on either side of the aisle as we can. And a lot of our expertise is boiled down to crafting highly tailored messages on behalf of brands and organizations that will reach both sides of the aisle and will resonate. And I know we'll talk a little bit more about this, but we've just done some really groundbreaking research that gets into exactly what does resonate and with whom. And uh, that does often form the basis of, of what we're doing in order to make sure that we are helping push forward those agendas that are that stretch across the aisle. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you about that across the aisle research, and you talk about unlocking the bipartisan power of ESG, corporate social responsibilities, become more important. Can you tell us about that research and some of what you're finding? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we launched our social impact practice in the fall of 2020, and it's been something that we've been doing with clients and organizations for quite some time. Um, really connecting those dots between um, a public policy goal and what a corporation or an organization is doing on the social impact side, because often we saw that there were silos. But the, the next thing that we noticed as we really got deeper into this work, that there seemed to be such a perception that um, maybe it's Republicans don't believe in climate change or dem- only Democrats care about DEI. And to really best understand our audiences, we wanted to challenge those assumptions. And to really challenge them, though, we needed to understand, okay, what kind of voters uh, care about which issues? How do those issues resonate with voters of different stripes? So in the summer of this year, 
Uh, we worked with Penn State University's Meal College of Business to study over 1,200 registered voters from across um, the political line, so ranging from very conservative to very liberal, um, a range of demographics and geographic locations to test out that theory of, okay, is our ESG issues truly partisan in nature, or is there some overlap with what issues people care about? And the results were pretty astounding. We expected to have maybe a few surprises, but we were very excited to see just how much support there was across the board for issues related to environment, climate, social, and governance. So what are the implications for that for the policies that you're advising companies and activities you're advising them to engage in? So um, the biggest one that, that we could decipher from the data was that it's very possible that politicians and policymakers are underestimating the support from their bases from certain issues. And some of that does come down to the kind of language that we use about, uh, about these issues. So for example, one of the things that we looked at was the difference in kinds of messaging and language around climate change and environment. And whereas Democrats really seemed to, to um, respond more favorably to language that was highly emotional, Republicans responded more favorably to language that was more um, concrete and based in fact and, and data points and, and numbers. Um, so from that, there was also this idea that we are highly recommending to our clients and utilizing on a daily basis as we develop messages that to really gain traction with voters and consumers of all political stripes, you have to find a happy medium and combine that um, compelling storytelling with the data that helps to prove and, and showcase exactly what you're talking about. Um, and there are many examples of where we're doing this, but we can see on a regular basis now that those kinds of messages where you marry those, um, those approaches is much more powerful and it, it gains traction and resonates with a much broader swath of Americans. Yeah, that's really interesting. And as an agency, um, this across the aisle research isn't the first time you're leveraging research sort of to position your agency and create solutions for clients. It started very early on in the pandemic. Can you maybe share a little bit about your back to normal barometer that you put together and how that took off? Sure, I'd be happy to. So um, right at the very beginning of the pandemic, maybe within two weeks, we suspected that the pandemic would be around for quite a while, maybe not quite this long, but for a while. Um, and so we immediately started engaging in research uh, to get a sense of, okay, across these broad industries, entertainment, restaurants, hospitality, travel, what would it take to get people back in those doors and spending money again with some of these very mainstream industries that we all know and love? And we were able to start seeing, um, you know, the kinds of policies that were resonate with, with uh, consumers. So what kind of masking policies, uh, where we needed to be with vaccination rates, um, what kind of policies the industries would need to take on themselves in order to attract back their customers. And what started out as a pretty broad swath of research um, became so popular that a number of trade associations and individual companies were coming to us 
asking for more tailored results. So um, throughout the pandemic, and, and this research actually still continues to this day, we've been able to highlight a number of very applicable findings um, for our clients um, so that they can start to bring people back and make sure that their messaging is on point, but also just their, their public policies and in, in terms of, you know, what they're requiring for um, consumers and, and their employees. And, you know, it's been really, it's, it's been a great journey. We've seen a lot of interesting pickups from this research as well. Um, CNN, the Washington Post, Times, and many, many others. Um, and we were the first uh, in this field of research and it's, it's been a great journey. And yes, to your point, um, this was sort of a, a launching point for Rock to become more involved in the research space. And I suspect we'll probably be doing much more of it in the future. Yeah, and Lindsay, you're painting a very hopeful picture of the future, which is wonderful. But you know, one of the challenges to that might be just how the media itself seems motivated to cover things differently. It seems they make money by increasing the intensity of the divide. And that's not just the cable news shows, it's talk radio, it's online, et cetera. So how, when you're supporting a brand with this bipartisan approach based on data of what the majority of people would logically want, how do you manage that? Because you're still in this sort of media mill where you don't want to, as a client to be chewed up by a group that doesn't believe what you're saying and has a powerful megaphone. It can be difficult to navigate. But one of the things that we were able to uncover in our research are the specific issues. And you know, again, going back to some of the language around those issues, of what resonates with whom. And, you know, look, for an agency to be successful, media relations is the bread and butter of what we and just about every other agency out there does. And a successful pitch is going to be a highly tailored pitch. If we're working with a brand, we are, you know, developing a set of messaging and topic areas to, to proactively pitch around. But we have to know exactly who we're pitching to and why. And we have to be thinking ahead of that pitch, okay, what is the story that we want to see? Right. And how do, we, how do we turn that idea into a reality? And a lot of that has to do with, you know, going back to, to research, maybe not, you know, focus groups and dial testing, but knowing exactly who your, who your audience is. So let's say we're, we're targeting a CNN or a Fox. Well, now we know... Um, who their audience members um, are, who they, what they care about. So if we want to talk about a company's approach to the environment, if we're pitching it to Fox, we might frame it slightly differently um, in terms of, of the kind of activities and how we're talking about them. We might not call it climate change. We might call it energy, waste, and water management, which from our research we found truly resonates with, with people on the right. However, I'll say, again, we found a tremendous amount of bipartisan support for, for climate on both sides of the aisle, and Republicans and Democrats alike both overwhelmingly put climate change as one of their top five issues. So we know that they care, um, but it is about tailoring those messages and those pitches to who your audience is, and sometimes that audience is the media themselves. Awesome. And Lindsay, I'm really confident that we put this segment through dial testing. You're going to come out with really positive scores. Thanks so much for being with us. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me.